98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. University of Hong Kong medical experts say mass COVID testing should be delayed until April. The SAR again records over 30,000 new daily coronavirus cases, though officials suspect many more. And Ukraine's second city, Kharkiv, remains under pressure from the Russian military. University of Hong Kong medical experts say their modelling suggests 1.7 million people here have been infected with COVID in the fifth wave. But they say mass testing should be delayed until late April, as the number of cases should peak soon. Here's Frank Jung. The researchers, led by HKU's Dean of Medicine Gabriel Lung, say their latest epidemiological projection indicates that daily infections will peak at 182,000 in the next few days. They believe only about 35,000 cases will be reported to the authorities. They project that the number of deaths could peak at about 156 a day in the middle of this month, with more than 4,600 deaths in total by the end of next month, if the healthcare system remains overwhelmed. Health authorities reported 32,597 new COVID cases today, about 1,800 fewer than yesterday. A further 117 people have died. Dr Albert Au from the Centre for Health Protection said Yunlong, Sha Tin and Shamshui Po had the highest share of infections, but there had been cases in all districts. And he said the daily infection figure did not reflect the full picture as it didn't include those who had tested positive at home or who hadn't taken a test because they had no symptoms. We know that there might be a, a significant number of infected cases because they are either asymptomatic or have only very mild symptoms, so they do not get tested and we are not captured by our figures. The DAB has urged officials to keep any mass lockdown as short as possible to minimise the effect on the public. The party says if people are ordered to stay home, one member of each household should be allowed to go out to buy food and necessities, as has happened in lockdowns on the mainland. A DAB lawmaker, Nixie Lamb, says one way to speed things up would be to adopt the mainland's health code system. To adopt a health code is really vital. If you look at the experience the mainland government is actually doing in different provinces and stuff, it actually makes sure that things will be accurate and immediate to identify whether you are potentially infected. If so, you need to separate the person immediately to make sure to separate them and not to spread out the virus. So I think that is very important for the health code to implement correctly with tracing and tracking and things like that. Overseas, officials in Ukraine's second city, Kharkiv, say the Russian military has attacked the city centre with rockets and cruise missiles. The head of Kharkiv's regional administration said residential areas had been hit, as well as the square in front of the administration centre. Officials believe there have been civilian casualties. Maria Avdeva from the think tank European Expert Association, who's in Kharkiv, says the situation there is becoming more difficult. We are on the verge of the humanitarian crisis because we are lacking food supplies, medical supplies, uh, all kinds of necessities. And uh, with uh, continuing shelling, the Russian troops make it impossible to supply what is necessary to the city. So it means that uh, they also might target infrastructural facilities here like power plants or gas uh, stations. An advisor to the Ukrainian president says Russian forces are trying to lay siege to the capital, Kyiv, cutting off food, water and other essential supplies. 
Satellite pictures released by an American technology firm show that a vast Russian military convoy closing in on Kyiv now stretches for 60 kilometres. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has accused Vladimir Putin of what he called barbaric and indiscriminate tactics against innocent civilians in his war against Ukraine. Speaking after talks in Warsaw with the Polish Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki, he said the world was witnessing an unfolding disaster on the European continent. It is clear, as you say, Mateusz, that, that Vladimir Putin is prepared to use barbaric and indiscriminate tactics against innocent civilians to bomb uh, tower blocks, to send missiles into tower blocks uh, to kill uh, children, uh, as we're seeing in increasing numbers. The weather forecast mainly fine with rather low visibility in some areas tomorrow morning and a minimum temperature of about 18 degrees. Warm again later tomorrow with a top temperature of about 26 degrees. Currently the observatory 21 degrees Celsius, humidity 86%. You're listening to RTHK, the time's exactly five minutes past 11. Back to local news, one of Hong Kong's big two supermarket chains, Park and Shop, has shortened the opening hours of 240 of its stores in response to the pandemic. Violet Wong has the details. Park and Shop's announcement came a day after rumours circulated online that it would close all its supermarkets on March the 7th. This was one of the triggers for the panic buying that ensued on Monday, although the supermarket chain later dismissed the reports. In a social media post, it said the adjustment to store hours is to protect both staff and customers while maintaining services. The opening hours of affected supermarkets have been reduced by one to two hours, although some will now close as early as 3 p.m. Different stores under the chain, including Park and Shop, Taste, Fusion, Express and International, are all affected. The chain, which is part of Lee Kashing's CK Hutchison Holdings, said it will provide rapid antigen tests to all staff daily and that they will only be allowed to work after testing negative for the coronavirus. Meanwhile, the government says fresh food supplies from the mainland have largely returned to normal. It said the amount of vegetables brought across the border on Monday was almost 90% of the average daily supply last year, and wholesale prices continued to drop. The supply of chilled pork from the mainland was about 140% of the daily average figure, while the supply of chilled poultry stood at around 70%. The government says suppliers also generally maintain around three months' stock of frozen food and one month's stock of rice. It said it will continue to closely monitor the situation and liaise with major food suppliers as well as the mainland authorities to ensure food supplies remain stable. And the MTR Corporation has warned it's facing enormous challenges to keep Hong Kong's rail network operating as scores of staff go down with COVID. It says this is already having an impact on its operations, as Frank Jung reports. The rail operator said 270 members of staff and contractors have tested positive for the coronavirus in just the past day, and it's warning that it will have no choice but to close some stations if that situation worsens. The corporation said more than a thousand of its workers have been infected since the fifth wave began. Many more have been unable to work because they're close contacts of patients or have been caught up in overnight lockdowns. It said all staff who are preliminary positive are currently staying at home, awaiting further instructions and arrangements from the Department of Health. The MTR said this has already forced it to sporadically close customer service centers and run fewer trains. 
Waiting times on the island and Tuma lines were up to half a minute longer than usual during the morning rush hour. Service adjustments have also been made on the Tuma line during the evening peak period. The rail firm stressed that stations where infected staff worked have been thoroughly disinfected. The English Schools Foundation says forcing its schools to take an early summer break would have had a significant impact on learning and its ability to start the new academic year as scheduled in August. Its chief executive, Belinda Greer, was commenting on the government's announcement yesterday that international schools won't have to break for summer this month, but will still need to make their campuses available for the universal COVID testing push. She spoke to Janice Wong. These are really difficult times for us all, especially for parents whose concerns about further potential disruption to learning are absolutely understandable. So I welcome the clarity and the guidance from EDB giving the international school sector the flexibility to continue with online learning during what is now the special summer holiday arrangements. So this flexibility affords us to minimise any further disruption to learning and the loss of learning time. What do you think was the main reason that uh, convinced officials to come up with this arrangement for international schools? I think it's really important to take into account the operational needs of the international schools. Our academic calendar differs from local schools and we do have other operational differences such as teacher contract arrangements. So in an international school, the teacher employment contracts are signed according to what would be pre-published school year dates. So our resigning teachers, those leaving Hong Kong, will leave at the end of June, and the replacing staff will arrive in early August. So it's really difficult for us to provide what would be full operations in July and August and be ready to start the new academic year for our students in the 23rd of August. So really, for ESF, any shift in the school holiday date would have a significant impact on students' learning and on our ability to start the new academic year in August. Meanwhile, the Education Secretary Kevin Young says local schools will be allowed to offer online activities for pupils during the early summer holiday. He said the break will allow pupils and teachers more flexibility when they take part in compulsory mass testing. Officials have said they hope in-class teaching will resume after Easter. Appearing on a radio programme, Mr Young was asked whether pupils will have to take a rapid test before going to campus. We have to see how the city-wide testing exercise and the epidemic unfold. For instance, in the latter half of last year, Hong Kong experienced a long period with zero infections. In times like those, do we have to be as strict as we are today? I believe people will be asking for many relaxations then. So I think we have to see the overall situation in making our decision. The hospital authority says a second hospital will be used solely for treating COVID patients from tomorrow. All 160 beds at North Lantau Hospital will be freed up for them. Current patients will be transferred to Princess Margaret Hospital. But the accident and emergency department at North Lantau Hospital will continue as normal. Tinsoy Wai Hospital has been only admitting COVID patients since last week. Buckingham Palace says Queen Elizabeth has held two virtual audiences. The 95-year-old had been forced to cancel engagements last week due to COVID, prompting concerns about her health. But a palace statement indicated she was now well enough to hold engagements. 
South Korean billionaire Kim Jong-ju, the founder of gaming giant Nexon, has died. He was 54. The Yonhap News Agency said the businessman, who according to Forbes was worth around 9.5 billion US dollars, died in the United States late last month. The cause of death was not given. The Swiss-based company, which built the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline from Russia to Germany, is reportedly considering filing for insolvency. The company is trying to settle claims ahead of a US-sanctioned deadline. The US sanctioned Nord Stream AG last week after Russia recognised two breakaway regions in eastern Ukraine prior to its attack on the country. Sports news now. Chinese Super League side Changchun Yatai have withdrawn from this year's Asian Champions League, while teams here are moving out of Hong Kong so they can train for their Asian football campaigns. Damon Pang has the details. The Asian Football Confederation confirmed the news of Changchun's withdrawal but gave no reason for the move. The team from northeast Jilin province qualified for Asia's top club championship after finishing fourth in last year's Super League and have been due to play the winners of the preliminary round meeting between Sydney FC and Kaya FC Iloilo from the Philippines. In Hong Kong, Premier League sides Liman and Kichi have both confirmed they will leave the city to train overseas to boost their AFC Cup campaign. Lehman manager Chan Heung-ming said his team have no choice but to head to Thailand, just like champions Kitchi, with sports venues in Hong Kong closed since January because of the latest coronavirus outbreak. Hong Kong's lacrosse teams are also making the decision to leave. The women's national team, who are currently ranked fourth in Asia, will compete in the World Championships in the USA in April. Kahe has been on the national team for over 10 years. She told RTHK they need to leave if they want a shot at success. Of course, we want to give it our all, and especially, um, I think, probably because this is the best team and setup we have ever had representing Hong Kong women's lacrosse at a world championship. We just want to see as many players playing and training normally as much as possible before our respective world championships. And it seems like we had to get out of Hong Kong to do that. In more football news, Leeds United have named the former RB Leipzig boss Jesse Marsh as their new head coach on a three-year deal. Marsh will replace Marcelo Bielsa, who was sacked on Sunday after a run of heavy defeats left the club just two points above the relegation zone. And in cricket, England opener Jason Roy has announced he's withdrawn from this season's Indian Premier League, in which he was due to play for new franchise Gujarat Titans. The 10-team 2020 competition is scheduled to run from March the 26th to May the 29th. Roy, who had a second child in early January and played in the Pakistan Super League last month, said he needed a break. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. University of Hong Kong medical experts say mass COVID testing should be delayed until April. The SAR again records over 30,000 new daily coronavirus cases, though officials suspect many more. And Ukraine's second city, Kharkiv, remains under pressure from the Russian military. The news from RTHK.
Uh, David Essex came to the attention of the masses it was in a rock opera he was doing it was Godspell if I'm not mistaken he also did another song called Rock On but there was Hold Me Close hit from the 70s as we head to our second hour this Tuesday evening heading towards a brand new day just 40 or so minutes away thanks for the emails in so far Michael how are you doing also Gilbert looking for your song as well also coming up Bell Ballets for you next you 